Welcome to episode 22 of African American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shifts. <laughs> Peace and love, family. Here we are at another week, another episode. Um, this show is so near and dear to me because I know that so many of us go through years and years of our lives with misinformation, um, being misunderstood, being misrepresented, and too many times we don't even know that this is the case because sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? So we have so many of us that live in this, when they say ignorance is bliss, no, ignorance is dangerous. And we've had so many of us that live in pure ignorance, not even having a clue that there's an issue with things that we are believing or doing or or views that we have. And so what I like about the platforms that we have available now with YouTube and podcasts and social media and Facebook and Instagram is that we are able to transmit information, you know, amongst one another quicker. We're able to kind of get on that, get on one page easier. It's easier for me to say, okay, if, you know, I'm having this problem, Maybe there's someone else that's also having that issue and we're able to communicate faster. So we can get on the same page because the reality is we're kind of all over the place right now. That's what I see so much is I just see us doing things so backwards. And a people that respect themselves is a people that values their time and their energy. So when we redirect and misdirect our energy in the wrong places is kind of a reflection of how we're feeling about ourselves as a people um you know so you can't just have everyone helping this person okay let me let me stop this now and help her do this and oh let me no that is the quickest way to end up going in a circle and not getting anywhere so the idea here is for everyone and every family to eventually just be completely independent. Everyone needs help sometimes. Everyone's fall short sometimes, true. But for the most part, people who are educated on who they are, educated on how to live, how to survive, they have strong family support systems. Then what happens is their families can be their support Everyone is independent. No one has to carry anyone else's weight or drag anyone else along. And that is the idea. That is how you get organized. And that is how you gain real power. So that's going to be the focus of this episode. We're going to be building on ways that we do this. Now, before we do that, just on a side note, I know myself, I'm always looking for when I have those moments where I'm just like tired and I'm just like, I just want to stare at something and not think and there are sometimes where I want to indulge in a show and I most of the shows that are on TV, I'm just like, oh, there is nothing here for me. Either the shows are way too white. You know, I, I can't stand shows that are way too white because their problems on the show are so dumb to where it just annoys me. Like, you know, white people problems are so different from our problems. So I there's a lot of shows I just can't watch because I'm just like, ugh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's so much stuff in it that I don't want to see, don't want to make myself susceptible to certain kinds of programming. So one of my sisters actually uh, recommended this show to me, and I was like, you know what? Well, I might as well just go ahead and check it out, and I did, and I really enjoyed it. Um, the show is called Black Lightning. It's on Netflix. Um, I felt like there's a lot of hidden messages in the show, which I like because I like being able to kind of fish for that and search for that in the in the show so basically you know they have the caucasian people who are issuing out ways to keep um the blacks docile and to keep them from you know fighting back to keep them from standing up for themselves so it shows uh for the caucasian people and how much energy and how much time and money that they put into suppressing the people which is a very real thing which this really happens the name of the town that the show takes place in is called Freeland. Okay, so it's just a represents a representation of black people trying to, even though we tend to go about it in the wrong way, even though we're extremely disorganized about this, but it just shows black people trying to get to that point of freedom. Whether we understand what freedom really means or not, I think it's something inside of us that we all feel that we lack. 
And it's something that we all want. Now, we don't all necessarily know how to get there. We don't all necessarily know how to achieve that. But I think deep down inside, it is our natural instinct to want to be free. So I like how they named the town Freeland. So now you have... Um, so now you have the, the superhero Black Lightning and his wife is, my gosh, like I, I was waiting for this to happen one day. His wife is a natural, chocolatey, not 10 pounds of makeup wearing. She is intelligent in the show. She is feminine yet strong. And I'm just like, yay, like finally, like I can, I can get with this. So um, I enjoyed watching that sister. She definitely was like the glue of her family. She definitely was being what a black woman is, you know, where the blood, where the glue. So she just was playing her role. Um, now, there's homosexuality in the show. It uh, depicts his daughter as being homosexuality. But um, the way that they play it in the show, I think it's very um, insightful in a way because the fact of the matter is that homosexuality is something that is being shoved down our children's throats every chance they get. It's a very real thing that we have to deal with. And I think that depicting it in a in a way on the show where it's not too much but it's not too little it's just a reality you know it's just something that we're going to have to face um amongst our people so uh it's funny because the villain in the show is an albino man now the 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 stigma amongst albinos within our people is albino people have often been looked at as mutants or outcasts or and treated as such so it's funny how when they want to depict someone that, you know, hates the black people and is trying to bring his own people down, he they're depicting him as albino. And then they have his right-hand man as a white girl. So it just, to me, is showing, like, naturally black people that truly have resentment issues amongst themselves, that have subconscious self-hatred within themselves, the kind of friends or mates that they'll choose. So there's just so many hidden messages in the show. Um, you know, if you want something... Uh, to watch where you feel like you can get with it a little bit, relate a little bit, that's a good solution. I don't know if I would let uh, the children watch it only because of the homosexuality in it. Uh, maybe you could just fast forward through it. But all in all, I think it's something that would be cool for, you know, people to check out. Now, that was on a whole side note. And then my second side note is, how do y'all like my new haircut? You like it? What do you think? So I wanted to do like a undercut kind of thing, but I didn't want to like cut off all of my actual hair. So I thought this was a nice in between. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it because I wear my hair up most of the time anyway. So I feel like it just gives a little edge. So, you know, new hair who it is, you know, new hair who it is. <laughs> The worst thing that we can do is get too comfortable and unfortunately that is something that has happened to so many of us and it's real easy to get comfortable on that plantation especially if you make a few dollars or have some white friends around it's very easy to just you know want to say well Dealing with our problems is too stressful. I don't want to talk about this all the time. I don't want to focus on this. Um, I, I hear people say that all the time. I know we've all heard that. And that's so crazy to me that you can be a black person and say that you don't want to talk about and don't have time and don't have the energy to talk about our issues. Well, if we are not talking about our issues, how does that affect our children? That is something that's so important for us to understand is majority of the things that we do are not for us. It's not for other adults. It's for our kids. And how many of us grew up ignorant to things that we should have known about? How many of us still don't know about things we should know about? So if we just ignore it because we want to live in this place of bliss, like, oh, I don't want to talk about that because that stresses me out. Or I don't want to talk about this because I don't want that kind of, you know, what does that say for our children? And then we, we kind of sit back and we look at the state that our children are in. And we want to judge them and we want to talk about them and, oh, they're crazy and they need to do this and they need to do that. But look at us. 
Look at how lost and disorganized we are. So now what has happened is the adults can't get it right. The adults can't all get together collectively and get on one page and get ourselves together. So we have literally created a generation of pure and utter confusion. We have created a generation who has just completely indulged themselves in materialism and TV and video games and money and name brands. And that is it because we have not given our children anything to help them grow or hold themselves accountable for having like you know little after school programs and giving our children bible study is clearly not enough it's clearly just not enough now if you really want to be revolutionary if we really want to help our youth you know what the best thing that we can do is familiarize our youth with their culture there is not enough Jesus in the world that is going to make these children act right and know who they are. There is not enough after school detention. There is not enough Saturday school. There are not enough whoopings to discipline our children and to make our children step their game up. The reality is we have failed them. When I look at these kids now, I'm just like, you, you ride past the high school, the girls got 30-inch weaves, all right, half of the boys got every hair color imaginable. Boys with blonde hair and red hair and purple hair. And you know what I mean? The girls got on the smallest clothes ever and they're not grown. They don't pay no bills. You know, these kids talking about they gay and they this and this is my boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. And it's like we think that by yelling at them and trying to beat them and punish them and like that's going to change them. But it's not. Human nature makes it so that we have to have something or someone bigger than us to, ho to hold ourselves accountable to. Okay. Everyone has to be on the same page to have true organization within the youth. It cannot be that one child is being taught about their culture and who they are and where they came from and then the next one's not. Because what happens with children is it is very important in children's eyes for them to be accepted by their peers. You don't develop the the attitude like, I don't care who don't like me or who got a problem with me. I'm going to do me regardless. You don't really develop that till you get older. Because then we have life kind of happen to us. And we have so many things that we go through where we realize I'm the one who got myself through that. There's no one else that's going to come and fight my battles for me or take care of me. So as time progresses, we develop that mindset. But children don't have that. Them being accepted by their peers is extremely important. You have children that kill themselves because they don't feel as though they are accepted by their peers. So what does that mean? That means that we have to get the youth on the same page. And the best way, matter of fact, the only way to do that is through culture. And I think another, if we want to go a step further, this may stem from black people in the diaspora, black people here in the United States, black people outside of Africa, feeling as though since they were not born in the continent, that they do not have rights to African culture. You have a lot of black people that feel silly or feel strange um, dressing within their culture or even wearing their hair naturally. You have a lot of black people who are made uncomfortable participating in African drumming, African dance, or any parts of African culture because they don't feel as though they are allowed to. Because we're taught these lies that, oh, the Africans in Africa don't like you. Okay? And then the Africans in Africa are taught, oh, the black people in America don't like you. So then it creates a, a turning up of the nose every time we pass each other in the streets, okay? Because I was told that you don't like me, and you're told that I don't like you. Like, what a okey-doke. So, so the first thing we have to do is let it be known. Like, let's just go ahead and put this out there. 
the bases, the foundations of almost everything that we practice today is based upon Kemet. Okay, based upon the, that's the foundations, that's the derivatives. So once we study that, we can understand so many other things. Now, I don't think that the Most High is going to say, oh, you're Muslim, so you're useless, you're dead. I don't think the Most High is going to say, oh, you're Christian, so you're useless, you're dead. I believe that as long as our foundations are right, as long as our intentions are right, our morals are right, I believe the ancestors of the Most High will be in our favor. So what that means is black people have to understand regardless of what your belief is, regardless of what you want to do, you have to know where it all started, where it all came from. Once you embrace that, then you won't feel conflicted or feel strange within yourself teaching your culture to your children. So the culture will allow the boys to have rites of passage so they know when it's time to become a man when it's time for me to take on certain responsibilities what is a man what does being a man mean okay then for the girls it's the same thing it gives her rights of passage like okay when do i become a woman what does that mean how do i get in touch with my femininity i i don't know how many times i say this our culture, our femininity, gender roles, strong black families, that is the way to freedom and liberation. And then that also means separating from black people who don't believe that. So if you're not ready to lose friends or even family, you know, then you can't really say that you want true freedom because this is what it means. So I see so many times I see that we'll have back to school drives for the kids and we'll have turkey drives for the kids and we'll have you know, to stop the violence. And it's like, you know, okay, so the kids are going to go to these programs, get outside and be facing the same things they were facing when they came in here. Now, children that have culture will say, um, I'm not going to shoot my brother for some money. Children with culture are not going to be so egotistical as to say, oh, well, my brother or sister hurt me. So therefore, you know, I don't deal with them and I want to kill them and I don't I don't like them. That's not what culture does. Culture brings you together. Culture helps you recognize your similarities as opposed to being torn apart by your differences. So we can have all these programs and pray for these kids and whatever else all we want to. But if you are depriving them from learning and practicing their culture, then you are wasting your time. And as I said, people that respect themselves, people that value themselves do not waste their time. When we understand the importance that we are at war, this is not a game. This is not a drill. You know what I mean? This is not for play play. This is dead serious. So we have to say, okay, let's go ahead and try something new. When you begin to see that the way something is being done is not bringing forward results, that is time to make a change. So I'll give you all an example in my life of what I do as a parent. So I think it's very important for boys, uh, for young African boys to learn how to drum. I feel like it should be expected of every African man to know how to play those drums. Those drums are such a, a strong part of us and our culture. They have such a strong meaning. There's so much strong positive energy that comes forth from those drums. All right. So I'm giving examples. Like I said, we don't want to just talk about what we need to do. I Like I said, we don't know what we don't know. So I'm just giving specific examples on things that we can do for our children to really introduce them to their culture, make them understand it, and make themselves hold themselves accountable to it. So like I said, for the boys drumming, for the girls, I think that African dance is extremely important. I think that every African woman should know how to dance if she needs to because African women dancing can mean so many things. It can mean um, it can mean something sad happened. It can mean something good happened. It can mean that we're welcoming. It can mean that we're saying goodbye. It can mean that we're looking for a mate. There are so many things and different variations of African dance for black women that I feel like all young black girls should know how to do. 
Um, if you are in Orlando, we do have African dance class every Wednesday at 3 Mass on, on Colonial Drive. It's $10 for adults, $5 for kids. You can bring your women, you can bring your daughters out there. You can come with them and we can all learn together. I know for myself, I learned so much with my son. I told the story about my path to learning who I was, to um, building an appreciation, understanding, and love for my people. I did it with my son. We cannot be so egotistical as parents to think that we are above or beyond learning with our children. So it's okay. So brothers, if you can't dance, you I'm sorry, if you can't drum, you can learn to drum with your son. Sisters, if you do not know how to do African dance, you can go ahead and start learning with your daughters. And what this does is it, it's, it shows our children that we're human and that we make mistakes. And if you do make a mistake, if you are doing things in a way that you could improve, then you can do that and that is okay. Too many times we as black parents, because our parents were like this, is I'm right. I don't want to hear what you got to say. You cannot express yourself. I don't want to hear it. What I say goes and be quiet. We know that that happens so much. So when we're teaching our children about the culture, we can be teaching ourselves. It is okay to say, hmm, maybe I haven't been doing things the right way. That's fine. That's fine. So, um, so yeah, those are some examples of things that we can do. I think it's very important to have your children getting versed on uh, their history as well. All right, now that's a subject that we could be on all day, but... There's so many um, authors now that are writing books for children to put things in a more simple term for them to understand their history and for them to understand their, understand their culture. Um, I follow an account on Instagram that posts a lot of great books that are great for learning, you know, on our journey to getting to know ourselves. And it's called, um, I want to say it's called... Oh my God, it's like African Library, African Unification Library or something like that. If you just type in those words, you'll see the account up, account come up. But um, there's great, like I said, that's why I said that social media is so great because it allows us to kind of review and get things straight on information amongst each other a little bit faster. So, um, so yeah, culture is the key with our children. We have to make sure that we're moving things the right way. You know, we can't tell our children like uh and and let them know, okay, you as a black person, you're melanin, okay? That melanin it's like do we really understand what melanin does? Melanin is not just, you know, our pretty chocolatiness. Okay? The melanin is so much more than that. So uh, African children, we need to understand, African children see things better. They feel things deeper. They hear things more keen. They see color better. They're faster. They're stronger. They're smarter. We have to allow them to be aware of that. All right? This melanin is serious, and it has to be fed. All right? And when you're already melanated, we're already vibrating at a higher frequency. So then when we have these children that know who they are, children with knowledge of where they came from, children with their culture, they know what's expected of them, they have rites of passage, now that's how you have success. Children that are taught their culture, children that grow up in culture, grow up to be better mothers, better fathers, to have stronger families, to have more successful marriages. And they also grow up to take care of your old ass when you get to that point. Because in African culture, we don't do nursing homes, you know, we don't do senior living communities. We take care of our elders, all right? So get familiar with, it, with, it, with yourself. Get familiar with it with your children. It doesn't matter whether you know exactly what area of Africa you're from or whether you was born there or not. It is your birthright. I spoke about this um on my social media page a few weeks ago, a matter of fact, and I had put up a few illustrations. And um, I had one illustration of a man that was clearly like Arabic or Middle Eastern. And I had him saying, oh, I'm not Middle Eastern, I'm American, okay? Then I had a man that was clearly Asian saying, 
Oh, I'm not Asian, I'm American. And an Indian man that was clearly Indian saying, I'm not Indian, I'm American. And then I had a brother saying the same thing. Like, I'm not African, I'm American. What makes you African is your melanin. What makes you African is the naps in your hair. That is what makes you African. You, so, therefore, you have the right simply by being born to practice any aspects of any culture in that continent. Okay? You don't have to get a permission slip sign. Just like other races would look extremely silly saying that they are not what they are and claiming to be American, it is the same with us. Your features, you, you physically, that is what makes you belong to that group. All right? So um, let's go ahead and take those steps. And we're going to go deeper on the next segment as well uh, and more ways to do this for more as us as adults. Now, how does culture affect our adult life? Or should I say, how does the lack of culture affect us as adults? Well, okay, let's give an example on how it affects us between women. Now, in African culture, we as women, we have always counseled one another okay we have always been a team with one another we have always worked together okay so once we understand that once we understand why that's important and the methods that uh, were taken to build those sisterhoods amongst each other then we can do the same thing like you know can you imagine like do you think that like Queen Nzinga or Queen Amina or Queen Nefertari were um, running around like, so anyway, so then her baby daddy, he was trying to talk to me. So I said, you know what? Well, I'm just going to go ahead and talk to him because I don't give a damn because he with her. Do you think that that's what they were ever doing? Do you think that Nefertari would watch Love and Hip Hop? Do you think that Nzinga would be out here like throwing drinks at dinner tables? <laughs> So when you have culture amongst women, then it, it, it suppresses the acts of jealousy, envy, and hatred towards one another. Women that are cultured, um, it, it makes it easier for us to respect one another. Women that are cultured are more prone to communicate with their sisters. They're more prone to be more connected and more understanding towards one another. When we talk about culture in men, okay, now... As I said earlier in the episode, we have Father's Day come up. And me and one of my sisters, we had a deep conversation about um, fathers in the community. Where if you have a man who has abandoned his child in the community, then it is the job of the other men in the tribe, the village, the city, the community to assist in taking care of that child we said you know what we are very thankful to the brothers that do take care of their children we are even thankful to the brothers who said you know what i'm not ready for children yet so i'm not gonna have any we're even grateful and thankful for them however the reality is that we have a lot of brothers who are not taking care of their children so Culture amongst amongst men in our communities makes them say, all right, so we have this child who is fatherless. All right. All right. We're going to step up. We're going to do this for him. All right. So this brother's going to help. And, and you see what I'm saying? It Where one falls short, the other picks up. That is so important in African brotherhood. It allows the men to hold each other accountable. I talk about this all the time. Accountability. With men, all right, Let, let's just talk about this. So with men, um, the, 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 the natural, now there is a such thing as natural masculine competition, which basically as a man, he says, okay, I want to have the best of this. I want to have this amount of money. A man, you know, measure himself and how well he can take care of his family, how well he can provide for himself and his family. These are the things that affect a man and the way he will feel about himself. Okay. So if, 
if if our brothers in the community are practicing their culture and they're able to hold each other accountable, we end up with men that will be more prone to do what they're supposed to do. Now, nothing is ever going to cover everyone, okay? What I'm saying is not going to work on every single black male. You know, we want to be realistic. However, it will work for majority. For majority of men, what their brothers think, what other men think, it does affect their everyday life. So if we have brothers on the same page where things like being a protector, being a provider, being a father, stepping in for other brothers who may have fell short, if they know that it's expected of them, okay, and then they know that they're going to have their brothers hold them accountable to that, then you end up with a village of men who are not confused, who are supported, and who are all on the same page. And that's a beautiful thing. Because... I don't know why we really like to make it seem like um, our men don't ever hurt. Like, it's like we don't even want to acknowledge, like, our men go through a lot of hurt. So, there are a lot of women where they can go their whole life without ever experiencing a good man. There are some women where everyone, from her daddy to her brothers to her uncles to her cousins, where... Every man that she has ever seen or come in contact with may not be worth anything. There are brothers where every single woman that he's ever come in contact with in his life has not been worth nothing. So now if you have people who have never been exposed, if you're a woman, you've never been exposed to a good man. You're a man who has never been exposed to a good woman. Then what happens when you do meet a healthy, you as a woman, you do meet a healthy minded man. What happens when you as a man, when you do meet a healthy minded woman? It's going to scare you. It's going to be unfamiliar to you and you're probably going to mess it up because I see that all the time. We all are saying things like, oh, relationship goals and I want someone like this and I want someone like that. And it's like, you know what? The truth of the matter is, even if you did get someone like that, you'd screw it up because like I said, we have to be realistic. And for a lot of us, we never saw it. We never had the example. So now if all you've been exposed to are toxic parents or toxic people in your family, then when you come across someone who is not toxic, it can, since it is unfamiliar to you, it's going to make you push it away. So that's why sisters... If you are a healthy-minded woman who has taken the steps to familiarize herself with the roles of a woman, you know, what role she plays, how it affects how it affects the man in her life. If you've done that and you find a brother where you can say, "All right, you know what? This brother may not have cuz there it can happen. There are some brothers who have never been exposed to good women or there are some brothers who have never been nurtured, but they can come into contact with a woman who does that and they can embrace it. It is possible just because we've been messed up by people in our family or a certain experience or toxic people does not mean that we necessarily have to stay that way. And it's possible. So as a sister, you have to use, see it's the thing, we have our intuitions, okay? You have to use that. So if you're if you're getting with a brother, you can pretty much tell. You can trust your intuition and tell. It's okay. Is he eventually going to catch on? Is he eventually going to, uh, going to reciprocate? Does he even know that this is a problem? Is he aware of the issue? Is he willing to fix it? And if he is, then that can be the healing that we can get for each other. You could help heal him. That's the beauty of it. We can always help to heal someone that wants to really heal. Now, if you are just more concerned, because a lot of time what people will do is they'll live in their BS. And in order to live comfortably in their BS, they will surround themselves with other people that condone the same BS that they participate in. And that creates a little circle where they never have to grow. Okay? Now, it is a big deal. It is major. It, it takes so much maturity and growth and the setting aside of the ego to say, you know what? 
I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to go through these cycles anymore. I don't want to, you know, have the same problems happen anymore. I want to do better. And it's okay to say that and say, okay, if I find a mate, because the reality is, are we always going to find someone that's perfect? Are we always going to find someone that has healed from all their pain and healed from all their trauma up front? No. You know, there will always be someone that you're going to come across where that may not be the case. But if you can see that that person truly wants to heal, if they are recognizing their power and the power that they have in order to make that come true, then we can heal one another. Because it can, it can be the same for brothers. I know so many times we see these like Tyler Perry movies where it's like the man comes in like the hero and shows her what love is and treats her right. And that's great, but we've seen that so many times. But just know that, sisters, you can be that for a brother too. You can teach a man how to love. Can you change a man? No, but a man can change himself. So if he wants to change, you can assist a man that wants to change. Yes, we cannot change a man. You can assist a man in changing. You can support a man in changing because I know some sisters like that and they have excellent marriages and excellent husbands where when they met their husband he was one way but you know she was able to work with him and support him through his desire to grow and then they end up with something beautiful so I think that it's important for us to be able to do that because like I said how many of us just get it and got it together and have it all figured out that's just not really the way it's going so I don't see a problem with us you know supporting people who may not be where we are mentally who may not be vibrating where where we are vibrating but it all comes down to reading that person's heart it all comes down to reading what they really want and and how they're going to grow with you because I know it can't just be me. I think we've all been in that situation before where, you know, you try to support someone. But the reality is that if they don't want to change, if they don't really want the support, then you're wasting your time. Point blank period. What do, what do we just say? People that value themselves don't waste their own time. So, um... This is how culture helps our relationships because then you have women that since they do have their culture, since they are aware of it, they already know what to do. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to school her on what a woman is, what a mother is, what her role is, how sacred, how divine she is. She already knows that. Okay. My spiritual mother says to us all the time, she says, as a woman from birth, when you come out your mother's womb, you have every single egg that you will ever have in order to reproduce and bring more life into this realm from birth. Your womb is sacred when, it, when, when you come out the womb. Whereas men, men will regenerate sperm a thousand times and switch out a hundred times. You as a woman, you keep that with you from the day you come out the womb. All right, so that's what makes us so sacred. So women that know that, women who are aware of that in their culture, they're going to move differently. Okay, when I see, because brothers, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, brothers. Okay, these women don't got off the chain. All right, and, and it, it, it ain't just the young girls either. These be whole grown women out here on some straight savagery. And that's a perfect example on what happens when you are not familiar with your culture. Let me tell y'all something. I told y'all in episode one that I used to be a dancer. I used to be a stripper. The more familiar I got with my culture, the more I realized that what I was doing was completely wrong. And once I completely familiarized myself with my culture, I could not put those dance shoes on ever again. So when I see these women out here wilding, I'm talking about, I've seen women now that they're worse than the men. I'm just like, damn, sis. Like, wow, you have just fallen so far from your throne. And do you even know it? That's the scary part about it is, do you even know it? Is anyone even telling you that? Because look at everyone you're around. They're doing the same stupid crap. That's what happens when women don't have their culture. Women that have their culture, they're not carrying on like that. 
you're not getting them to do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not disrespecting myself or my sisters. You know what I'm saying? I'm not putting nobody else's hair on my head. Like, it's, it's no coincidence. Usually when I see women who have embraced their natural beauty, they conduct themselves different. Have have y'all ever paid attention to that? It's most of the time when it's a a black woman, because that's all we're talking about. That's all that's relevant to us right now. When we see a black woman that is um, natural, that so many times a good spirit or her being a good woman comes into play with that. Most of the time when I see the ratchet you know, black woman savaging and wilding. She always got some kind of frontal or wig or weave or wig on her head. You know what I mean? And that goes to show. And I'm not attacking sisters that wear weave. So please do not write me crying. But what I am saying is that it definitely is a reflection on women that um, are not embracing their natural selves. Women who are not loving themselves as they are. They tend to carry on in European ways. So all that, you know, effing and sucking and sleeping around and wiling out and savagery and, you know, you've fallen far. You've fallen far from who we really are because we can be beautiful and we can be sexy as black women and still know how to act right. You know, and I'm all I'm all for the I'm all for the shenanigans myself. We all like to have a good time. We all like to let loose and, you know, let our hair down and all that. And that's fine and all that. But, um, you know, there, there's still a standard it has to go to. And it goes the same with the brothers. Like, men that have cultured, that have culture, men who know who they are, they're not making children and not taking care of them. They're not going around impregnating women that they know they don't want to be with. Like, that's just not happening. So it's just, and I'm saying all this just to try to plead with everyone to kind of let's get on the same page of why it is so important to embrace ourselves. Because it's like we could attack every single individual issue and exhaust ourselves like, okay, teen pregnancy, okay, child abuse, okay, masculine women. Okay, childhood suicide. We could go ahead and attack each issue or we could get it from the root, which is when we establish that culture, we eliminate all that. Okay? So um, that is the power in it all. And I hope that what I'm saying is making sense because I try to speak in a way where everyone can understand. I try to speak in a way that I would have liked someone to speak to me when I was first figuring things out because that's what it's about. It's about us figuring out and throwing the rope back for everyone else so that we can take this journey together. Her name was Sarah Bartman, daughter of South Africa. She went to Europe willingly thinking she would find riches and fame. They fooled her. In Europe, she found humiliation, forced to be a spectacle because many of them had never seen a naked black woman's body. They nicknamed her Hot and Tot Venus. They were fascinated by her large, full breast, big hips, buttocks, and big lips. They stared, touched, and laughed. She couldn't really be human because she didn't look like a white woman. Her skin was the deepest shade of the darkest chocolate. Her hair was a thick black cloud on her head. Doctors and medical students scribbled madly in their medical journals descriptions of her body. She was later sold to a circus where she danced naked for the entertainment of white people. In their mind, her large breasts, buttocks, and her elongated labia made her inferior and oversexed. This justified their inhumane treatment of the black man and the black woman. No longer wanted in the circus, she became a prostitute and later died from loneliness, shame, and disease. She had been in Europe for only five years and was only 25 when she died. But her story doesn't end there. Even in death, she wasn't allowed dignity. Europeans were fascinated and obsessed with Sarah Bartman. When she died, they cut out her vagina, her brain, her skeleton, preserved them in jars, and placed them all on display along with the plaster of her actual body. For 160 years, people could walk into a museum, look at Sarah Bartman's vagina, her brain, her skeleton, and see what she looked like naked. In 1974, they took down the display, but they still kept her remains. 
It wasn't until 2002 that her remains were returned to her homeland and given a long overdue proper burial. Some would say Hottentot Venus, a.k.a. Sarah Bartman, was one of the first video vixens. Before television, before radio, Sarah Bartman became the blueprint for degrading and humiliating the black woman on a worldwide level. That was our Queen of the Week, Sarah Bartman. Um, Sarah Bartman is just an example in many of our women who went through the same thing. Sarah Bartman's story um, is one that truly inspired me to understand that um, non-segregated relationships is more about a loyalty to our ancestors. It's more about a loyalty to our grandmothers that came before us that just experienced certain things that I can't even uh I can't even imagine the humiliation and pain. And non-segregated relationships honors them. Um when we today are able to tell a white man, like, no, you cannot touch me. No, you cannot have sex with me. No, you cannot exploit me. When we do that, we avenge our grandmothers. When we say, okay, we're only going to give our love and nurturing to the black man. We're not going to give that to any other man because no other man deserves it or needs it like our own men do. Um, that is living in loyalty to our um, ancestors that came before us. And we can never, ever, 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 ever have a complex about honoring our ancestors because no one else does, you know. But sometimes when it comes to us honoring our ancestors, we have a problem with it. We have like a stigma about it. Like we don't really be wanting to take the steps that we need to take to be loyal to our grandmothers, okay? And and we can't have that. They deserve just as much respect. They deserve just as much recognition. And that's something that, you know, we don't ever want to get that twisted. So Sarah Bartman, you know, back in my days where I was conducting myself in ways that I wouldn't even imagine myself conducting myself now in that way now, I remember being in the club and, you know, and just, I'm, I'm an observer. I know I tell you guys this all the time. I'm a major observer. I enjoy sitting back kind of in the cut and being able to see patterns and see things going on. So, you know, when I would look back and I would see my sisters up on that stage and see that any man um, with, you know, a few dollars in his hand is able to touch her body and you know, have her body like, you know, just booty cheeks and everything just out for people to see. I just couldn't. And it's like, as I said, it's kind of a gift and a curse when you start to familiarize with yourself with these things, because prior to me knowing that it didn't bother me. It was like, oh, you know, we just getting money. We're just doing what we got to do. And then you learn about your ancestors with situations like this. And that's when it's kind of like, <sighs> like I... I just got to the point where I couldn't do it. When I think about the things that they went through, I just can't be unfair now to say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's not like that anymore. You know, I just, I can't do that because like I said, we're a people of conscience and my conscience was just telling me like, I shouldn't be, let, I shouldn't be letting them do this. Like so many of my grandmothers were forced to do this, died from like the humiliation and disease from this. And now I, my black ass sitting here doing it willingly for a few dollars. These are the things that will change when you really start to develop a love and understanding for your people. So that is Sarah Bartman. Um, I want to give honor. I want to give thanks. I want to give praise to her. I know that she is up there with our ancestors now. Um, being embraced and healing from the the sad life that she lived, and all we can really do from this point forward is to do better. Is to is to look at things that happened to her and say, all right, all right, we got to transcend that. All right, we we have to do better for ourselves, better for our daughters, and those are the reasons why. Like I said, her name is amongst the sea of many. Um, 
But these are the women that we have to keep in mind when we conduct ourselves as women in everyday life. Because, sisters, I'm going to tell you what. We have a major responsibility that rests on our shoulders. And that responsibility is for our nation as a whole. And, yeah, it's scary. And, yeah, it's a lot. But it is what it is. This is where we are. So, um, as opposed to us running from that, I feel like that's something that we should definitely be embracing. Something that we should be running towards. So, um, I want you all to, um, you know, just kind of meditate on that. Think about that. That's pretty much all the time that we have for this week's show. I try to keep each show under 45 minutes because I feel like, you know, when it goes on for too long, it may make it so people may not listen to the whole thing or people don't have the time. So, I try to keep each episode under 45 minutes, but sometimes I just be wanting to like, like, so next topic you know what I'm saying I'd be wanting to go in but I have to remember like let's just chill you know this is an every week show so we'll save everything else for next week um I want everyone to remember to check out my website sixagoddess.com get your hair care products I have men's products that are on there as well now uh, jewelry, makeup, all kind of things. So everyone, please check it out, sixagoddess.com. I am going ahead and going forward with my entrepreneur dreams. You know, when I realized, uh, I saw a quote the other day. It said, um, it says something to the effect of, I got tired of waiting for the wrong time to cross the street. And I realized that sometimes you just have to grab your stuff and make a run for it. So... <laughs> That's me right now. So it's like sometimes I find myself like me uh, writing notes for the next episode of African American, me trying to run my website, me running my business, me going to the post office, me doing shipping. And, and I'm just like, ah, but I get it done. You know, like I do this. OK, this is like I eat this for breakfast. Ain't nobody messing with me. You dig? <laughs> so um, everyone has been. Actually, from last week, I don't know because the show been on a break or what, but y'all been slipping because I've I haven't had nobody writing me giving me ideas, you know, for show topics or things that they want discussed. So y'all need to get back on that because you were doing good for a while and you kind of slipped a little bit. So if we can go ahead and get back on that. That would be great. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know things you want discussed. Let me know things that are going on in your life where you may want some discussion about it. Just talk to me. Let me know. Side note again. I know everybody on the verbal podcast can't hear me, but if you're watching me on YouTube right now, I've been in the sun, and I just want to say I've gotten so dark and black. My melanin is on fleek. I, I'm one of the few black people where they're like, oh, I want to get the sun. I'm too black. I'm that black person that's like, more for me and I'm out there trying to get as black as possible so that's me um thank you all for listening to this week I will see you next week and as always peace love and black power